everyone. Welcome back to JCM Prepare the Way podcast. I'm Mallory. And I'm Carol. And we are so grateful you guys are joining us today. We have a very special guest, a very dear friend of mine, Sarah DeLine coming on today. And um, she's just going to be sharing about her story today and and what God has been teaching her and, and what he's been putting on her heart. Um, I'll introduce her here in a minute, but we had her over for dinner um, just two nights ago and <laughs> and we were talking and man, she was just saying some things that were so ministering to my heart and ministering to my spirit. And God was just reminding me it's all about Jesus and intimacy and his presence. And she's going to get more into that. But, um, you know, she was just saying things that were, I woke up the next morning and I felt so free from a lot of different things. And that's what I feel like is going to happen today on this podcast, that you're going to hear her speak. And she has this anointing to release over people to be free and in love with Jesus. And remember that the main thing is the main thing. Jesus is the main thing. And so, um, so I called her yesterday and asked her if she wanted to come <laughs> on the podcast and she said, yes, but I think she's in this point that if she just opens up her mouth, she'll just start mm-hmm. talking and the spirit will lead her. And I just got this picture of you, Sarah, where, um, she's got a cup of water it's like her cup is just so overflowing that anywhere she walks, it just spills out onto people. It's like the river, the water of life is just spilling out onto people. And so we are so grateful you said yes. And so, yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, I would just love for you to introduce yourself, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. And, you know, you've been doing some really cool things in the last about year and a half and maybe just share with everyone what you've been up to. Hi, Mallory, um, and hi, Carol, and hi, everyone. That was so sweet. Thank you for that introduction, Mallory. I'm very honored to be here, and yeah, I'm just so thankful to God for this space, and yeah, so I'm Sarah. I'm 24. I consider myself to be a zillennial um, because I grew up looking up to millennials, but I'm technically in Gen Z, Um, but yeah, for the past year and a half, I've been in in and out of YWAM, doing missions in Mexico, and it's just been a really blessed season of getting to grow deeper with Jesus and getting to learn more about his character and his identity, and that's just spoken so much over me and my identity, and yeah, I'm I'm so thankful that I get to be here today, and I'm so thankful for our conversation the other day. It was just, it blessed me too so much and really brought me closer to God, so I'm excited for today and what we're going to talk about and see where the spirit leads. Mm-hmm. Great. We are too. <laughs> um, well, why don't you start out by, I know that there are some things that um, that you've just been really in connection with, with the Lord, things he's showing you. And um, even just you sharing mm-hmm. it before we started today was really mm-hmm. blessing us. And um I just, I just can't wait for you to share it because my prayer is that there are there's so many people out there that are struggling with identity. They're struggling with the love of Jesus. They're mm-hmm. struggling with different things just because of the state of things in the world. And so um, we just want to let you go and, and share whatever mm-hmm. God has put on your heart. And um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. Recently, I guess I can only speak from my experience and just my what really led me to this topic of identity in my life. Um, when I started to get to know the Lord, this is just a little story. 
um, I was reading scripture and I was so hungry. And I don't know if anybody else remembers the first moment they met Jesus. Like <laughs> if, if you're listening, just think back to that moment of um, freedom for the first time. And I just remember that day that I met him. Uh, the next day, I man, I was so free. And I just remember just feeling so confident that I was loved. And that's really what saved me was realizing that I have a heavenly father and he loved me. Um, and I just, I think back to that first day and I must have danced. I, I was just so free. Um, and somewhere along the line, I just started getting hungry for the word. And at the end of my, at the end of scripture, when I, I was like, I have to be a missionary. There is nothing else I can do with my life than just tell people about the love of God the rest of my life. And so, yeah, when I graduated college, I went to YWAM and I got to grow so deep. Um, well, deeper. There's always deep, deeper we can go. Um, but I got to grow a little bit deeper in learning about who Jesus was and the truth of the scriptures. And I was just so excited to be there and to finally work for God. I was just so excited to tell people about him. And, you know, Jesus is so wonderfully firm when he says, go and to all the nations and follow me and be my disciple. And um, we all know those harsh but true and loving statements of come and follow me Mm -hmm. um it's gonna cost a lot but it's worth it and I was like yes anything for the cost like let's go and I'm still that I'm still that in my heart um I think we're all still that in our hearts um but somewhere along the line I think I got a little lost in working for the Lord Mm -hmm. um and I think that in our Christian walk we some we we can get to a point where we think about what we can give God more than what we're getting from him. And that sounds like a weird statement because we don't want to be takers. We don't want to be selfish. Mm-hmm. But um, we were just talking about this before, but that's really what we were created to do. Mm-hmm. We were created to receive the love of God. And God was the giver. He's always been the giver. And we're always going to be receivers mm-hmm. So my little personal story, and I'll be quick before I pass it back on to you guys and ask questions, because, um, but I was praying one day. I was in Mexico, and we're doing a lot of ministries out there, um, working with underserved communities, ministering, street evangelism, pretty much everything that you think a missionary should be doing, we were doing, and um, my heart was just hard. And I remember I was sitting in the prayer room and I was just rocking back and forth. I was like, I was like, Jesus, why, why is my heart so hard and it's not tender? And, um, I remembered the story of Lazarus, um, and the rich man. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time I read, and I was thinking back to the first time that I read that story And it scared me because in the story, if you don't know, there's a rich man and he's living in this wonderful house. He has everything he needs, but there's this man named Lazarus who's outside the city gates and he has sores all over his body, has nothing to eat, and the dogs are licking his sores and basically eating him alive. It's a terrible, terrible parable as far as how this man is living. Um, So you have a very rich man and a very poor man. um, And... They both die, and at the end of and la and the rich man is in um, in the fire, and he sees Jesus, he sees God, and he sees Lazarus um, on the other side of this great chasm, and Lazarus is with the Lord, and um, the rich man is begging God, 
like send Lazarus over to give me a drink of water because the flames are too much. And um, yeah, the story goes on from there. But I just remember reading that and being scared and being in my heart like, God, I'm going to go after the Lazarus. Like, I'm not going to let that happen because I want to be with you. Um, But I was in the prayer room and I saw myself in the spirit banging on the doors of heaven. Like, God, please let me in. Like, please let me in. Um, And I was just banging on it and wanting to be in the doors, wanting to be with God so bad. And, um, And then the Lord switched the vision. And I, it was the prodigal son. And I was on the road and I saw Jesus running to me. So at the end of my life, um, yeah, so just to reiterate, um, in my first vision, in the initial part of the vision, I was just banging on the doors of heaven, wanting to be with Jesus so badly, but not really knowing if I was worthy enough to be in there or if I had done enough mm-hmm. or if I had um, taken good enough care of the Lazarus. Um, but then God switched the vision and I, it was like the prodigal son and I was Lazarus and I was on the road Mm -hmm. and I saw the father running towards me. And it was just this moment where I realized when I get to heaven or in this, in my daily life, because of who I am in Jesus Christ, I'm always going to have a father who's running towards Mm -hmm. me and I don't have to bang on the doors of heaven. I don't have to, I can't be preaching all the time. I can't be evangelizing Mm -hmm. all the time. I can't be constantly doing Mm -hmm. things that we're supposed to be doing as Christians. And so if it's not something that I can do constantly and Mm -hmm. if being saved isn't circumstantial or if God's love isn't circumstantial, Mm -hmm. then it's something that has to be constant. And I just realized that I have a father who's running down my road every day and it doesn't matter what we do. And, um, yeah. And that's kind of what begun my, my walk with what identity is and, um, yeah, holiness, what real holiness is. So yeah, that's my initial comments as far as, um, how I got, how the Lord started me on this topic of identity. Yeah, I think that's so good. I think that, you know, that's true that we are called to help the Lazarus and to do that. But first, to know our identity. It, we can't minister to anyone without knowing our identity in Christ. How are we supposed to share the love of Jesus if we don't receive the love of Jesus? And I feel like I know you're going to get more into that. So I'm excited about that. But I just love that, how he, he switched the vision. Mm-hmm. He's the one who says, I'm running down your road. I'm coming to you. And I know you've been talking about this, and it's just blessed me every time that you have. So, yeah, maybe you can talk more about that, too, just that our identity in Christ and that we do the works of God, but it's from that place of identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I really – man, I'm, I'm just – I've been really feeling the spirit of adoption is something that the bride is called to realize Um, because there's so much of an orphan spirit, I feel, in our society right now. And um, for those of you who don't know what an orphan spirit is, I'm still learning what it is, but it's it's basically what I in the initial part of my vision. That's the essence of an orphan spirit of I have to earn my way. I have to do something. I have to. 
um, I have to make the cut at some point. I have to go to God. I have to get his attention. Um, but really, that's just the opposite of the gospel. We have a God who is spinning and dancing and singing all around us every day and who's running down our road. And Paul talks about the spirit of adoption that we have through Christ Jesus and that spirit of adoption that we are grafted into the tree of life. Um, that means we're sons and daughters, and that means we can come to him in boldness and call him Abba Father. And um, I think there's so many of us who have father wounds from our earthly father, um, but he is the most perfect father in the world. He's the most perfect father, and he wants to be that father for us. And yeah, just being able to come to him in boldness and receive his love he, the Bible is full of stories of him just wanting to give his love to Israel, wanting to give his love um, to us. And that's what really the essence of the cross. He, he wants to give us his love and um, we have to receive it. And that's our first function as Christians. Um, and that's fine. What I'm finding is completely uncircumstantial because like I said, we can't be evangelizing all the time. We can't be doing those things all the time. But I can be receiving his love all the time. Mm -hmm. And his love is not circumstantial. It's not something that, I mean, Paul could do it in a prison by himself. Mm -hmm. And that means if Jesus were coming on a cloud right now and we're here, um, or you're sitting in your car listening to this, or we're here talking, or you're making lunch for your kids, mm -hmm. um, would you feel like you're holy enough mm -hmm. to be with him or to be called by him? And that's really what challenged me is I didn't, I didn't feel like I would be holy enough if I was just doing laundry and Jesus came at that moment. And that's when I realized it's a, it's a heart thing and it's a constant state of his presence and a constant state of being mm -hmm. an object of his affection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm mesmerized by, <laughs> by everything you're saying. And I, I just wanted to mention, we're teaching this Holy Spirit Bible study right now mm -hmm. and I remember um, in week one, um, we opened up with sharing how um, one of the, when, when I stopped quenching the Holy Spirit in my life, and I really wanted the fullness of him and the full everything that God had for me. Um, and that was probably 10 or 15 years into my mm -hmm. Christian walk. I remember one of the first prayers of my heart was out of Exodus, where mm -hmm. Moses was crying to the Lord and, and praying and saying, you know, if I have found favor and grace in your sight, show me your way so I may know you. And so I loved that prayer so much when I read it in Exodus that it became a prayer of my heart and is a continual prayer of my heart all these years later because that's the most important thing. And I think I would just want to, um, something you said about, you know, all the evangelism, all the works, all mm -hmm. that's so good, but but really getting to know the Lord and that love for mm -hmm. him. And, you know, I think of Paul who when he had his moment, his Damascus road, he went away for several years to mm -hmm. Sinai yeah. and he was alone with the Lord. And I remember mm -hmm. um, that happening when, when I received so much from him, when I stopped quenching that for about two, three years, he pulled me out of everything mm -hmm. just to get to know him. And I think mm -hmm. that's such an encouragement to so many out there. I think sometimes yeah. we, we give our life to the Lord, but then we get to doing 
and we don't just maybe say, let Mm -hmm. me get to know him first because I just gave my life to him. Mm -hmm. So let me feel that love. So I just think everything you're saying on this is so Mm -hmm. spot on because that's a piece that I think gets neglected. Mm -hmm. Um, We get about the work of the Lord without getting to know the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's so good. There's an order. There's an order. There's it, it, this isn't saying we throw out ministering. M- Carol and I, ha- we just went through a whole parable list. <laughs> so listen to this one and then go back to and listen to those because there's an order. We are to, I want you to expand more in a second on, you said the Lord is the least ministered to sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we minister to everyone else sometimes mm-hmm. except for him. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And we're called to, that's it. And we're called to minister to his heart mm-hmm. and give glory to him. It mm-hmm. just... Mm-hmm. That's why I, I think I was telling you, I've been in this season of just worshiping, yeah. you know, with my flags. Yeah, And it's funny because, yeah, you mentioned that to me and I, God is just bringing me into that season again of ministering to him. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, he's so good that when we minister to him, it just fills us. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. It's so good. So maybe you could expand on, on that set, on that phrase. Like we minister so much to other people, but what does that look like? ministering to God. I love mm-hmm. practicals as well. You can share as mm-hmm. deep or as narrow. Um, you know, if someone, they're new in their Christian faith or, you know, they're at that point, but how do I minister to God? What does that look mm-hmm. like? Um, you can answer that question that way or however you want to, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the Lord spoke a few things to me in that question. First is the woman on the we- woman of the well. Mm-hmm. Um, that story in the Bible. Uh, I just listened to a sermon about this. And yeah, when Jesus, I mean, many people know the story. Um, when Jesus went to Samaria, he start, that story begins with him saying to his disciples, I need to go to Samaria. Mm-hmm. And they don't know why, but he says, I need to go. And um, for those of us who know the story, we know that it's because he wanted to meet a woman who was outcasted and a woman who didn't know the truth about God um, mm-hmm. as she went alone to the well every day and he needed to meet her. And it's just so cool to think that God needs to do things. Like it's so cool mm-hmm. to think that Jesus needed to meet her. And I feel like he needs to meet us every day. Like, mm-hmm. And it's just so cool because I mean the God of Israel who goes before us, behind mm-hmm. us, beside us and within us. Man, the creator of all things needs to meet us. How could he need anything? But he needed to meet her. And um, if anybody knows that story, it's we know that we are the woman at the well. And so that's something that we can know every day that Jesus needs to meet us. Mm-hmm. Um, but continuing in that story, the first thing Jesus says to her is, can you give me a drink? And that's also crazy. Like he wanted a drink from her. And so I think that's just what ministering to God is. It's just recognizing that every morning he's waking up and he's saying, Sarah, can you give me a drink? Can you give me a drink from your heart? I just love you. Um, Carol, can you give me a drink? Mallory, can you give me a drink? And and it's not, and that's what ministering to his heart is. It's just, God, here's my heart. I want, I want the fact that he thirsts, like Jesus was thirsty and we now know that he wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a physical thirst, but he was thirsty for her heart. He was thirsty for her spirit and her worship because mm-hmm. that story is about worship and spirit and truth. And um, so 
-hmm. and we were talking even about what real worship is um you know and uh how we think it's singing and dancing and you know putting your hands up but we were talking about how worship can be I mean, you can't be doing that all the time either. It's like that posture of the heart. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I can't be in that holy moment with my hands open mm-hmm. and like hands up all the time. Mm-hmm. But so if that if that isn't something I can do every moment of every day, then it's a form of worship, but it's not the essence of worship. Mm-hmm. And so how can we make our hearts worship and give him a drink mm-hmm. every moment of every day? And I am coming to believe that it's being a recipient of his love Mm -hmm. and being an object, being bold enough to say, God, you can enjoy me. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm an object of your affection. You told me that story. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. And he gives us living water and we can give that water back to him. And Mm -hmm. it's just a giving and receiving and we're always receivers. You make it makes me think of out of mm-hmm. the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks because that's it you're you're it's filling up it's filling up in him and then mm-hmm. he's so full in our heart that when we go out that's when our mouth has to speak yeah. of him. Mm-hmm. That's why when you preach it's to proclaim it's like being a town crier because your heart is so full of him you want to tell people you want to share the love of Jesus and for others to experience it so it's so good Mm -hmm. yeah and I think too what you said and we were talking about this the other day is that you know the worship that we give him it's the overflow of the the relationship that he gives us Mm -hmm. and so when Mm -hmm. we give him something when we give him our praise and our worship it only comes from what he has already given. Mm. And I think wow. that's what you're getting to with that parable is that she, you know, he asked for water and she says, I don't have water. And he says, yes, comfort, come to me for my living water. Mm. And then she gives it back to mm. him. Mm. And it's just that, how are we to pour out without receiving that mm. love? And it's just a total change of posture. Like I said, you guys, this is what we were talking about the other night. It set me free. I woke up that next morning, like, God, you just love me. And then that even that next morning I was ministering to someone and I just felt the Lord and his love. And I think God's been speaking to me so much. It's not about me. It's not about, Mm -hmm. it's not about what I can do. It's not about, um, I don't know. It's just about him and Mm -hmm. being with him. And yeah, God has done that for me and Carol. And lately it's just getting us back to worship and our Mm -hmm. eyes focused on him and who he is and who he is to us. And, um, so I just love that you went over that parable. I think Mm -hmm. that, that I've, I've never heard that parable spoken like that before. Mm -hmm. I just think, Oh, you know, he just came to her. And so that was really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And just Sharon, uh, piggybacking on your mm-hmm. Mallory and just, I know people don't know all the conversations you and I have together, but sharing with Mallory and some others in our group, you know, just right now in a season of intentionally pulling out of a lot of things mm-hmm. just to be, just to be, because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're in seasons where we're plowing ground and I mm-hmm. think we're in seasons too where um, he pulls us away and it's such a beautiful, and he's done that with me multiple times and this is one of those times again and it's so refreshing and Mm -hmm. beautiful and wonderful and and I just encourage people if you've been in a season of plowing you know take heed to what Sarah's trying to encourage you all with because Mm -hmm. she's trying to really she is 
if you were to meet her in person, she just oozes yeah. Jesus. Like I want to grow up it, and I want to grow up and be like yeah. Sarah. <laughs> and um, but just you know, really heed her words. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. That blesses me very much. I have to boast about my Lord because uh, He's just so good. Um, yeah, I I just feel really encouraged because I think that this is a common theme I'm hearing. I'm hearing it in churches. I'm hearing it um, in sermons. I'm hearing it in podcasts. And I'm seeing the Lord reveal it in my own life that, you know, I, I know that there are different interpretations of Song of Songs, and um, many people think it's about a husband and wife. Um, I think it's about our Jesus and his church. Mm-hmm. I think it's about my Lord and me. And he, in the very beginning, um, it's it's all about come away with me. Mm-hmm. He's, he's telling the bride, come away with me quick. And she's saying, take me away. And I feel like God's calling his church to a new level of holiness. Mm -hmm. I really feel like a remnant is rising Mm -hmm. of people who are going to be so intimately close to him, Mm -hmm. to hear his voice, to hear his whisper. And he's calling us to just come away with him. And Mm -hmm. um, I really feel that. I really feel that he, you know, I think we're, there's been a season of plowing, Mm -hmm. like over the entire church. I I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. feel that. Um, but he's bringing us back to this first love. Mm -hmm. That's a very common theme right now. And I, and I just have to give honor to the spirit. I think that's what he's trying to pound into us right now. He's saying, come away with me. Like you're my rose, you're everything. And you're my bride and you're my daughter, you're my son. And so, yeah, I just, my prayer is that whoever is listening to this, that you would, I don't know, take the yoke of this world off, take the Mm -hmm. yoke of even ministry off, take the yoke of, striving or working and and put on the yoke of his love as a father and as a bridegroom and it's hard but just pray for that identity to sink in mm-hmm. um yeah I've just been learning about what it means to be his bride and what it means to be a daughter and I really do believe everything's going to flow from there mm-hmm. and he's really calling the church he's calling all of us back into that mm-hmm. place of being people who are just intimately in love with him and yeah yeah Mm -hmm. well you know i mean as we feel the birth canal narrowing and the pressing around the world we know our lord's going to return soon we don't Mm -hmm. know when but we do know it'll be hopefully you know i mean with the way things are going you can't Mm -hmm. imagine um how much longer that will be and i think in that of course he comes for a pure bride and so it's through the trials it's through the pressing that is when we realize nothing else is important. And I think that is the theme. And it's been the theme, I think, for several years mm-hmm. um, from a lot of people, is that as he is, he is, it's, it, it's approaching, that um, through the pressing, through the trials, we're realizing nothing else matters but him. Mm-hmm. And it is that um, we have to have that abiding love where mm-hmm. his sap, literally, we feel it move so freely through us so, and that is a prayer for, for so many of us mm-hmm. to ask God to unstop your wells, ask God to help you stop quenching the move of his spirit through your life, because it is through the spirit where again, he's the one that sheds that love abroad in our heart, where truly you cry out, Abba, mm-hmm. Father, 
And really, you have that affectionate love the Father has for his Son, too. So Jesus becomes your everything. It is only by the power mm-hmm. of the Spirit that that is possible, the infilling of the Spirit. And so mm-hmm. such a beautiful reminder, I think, mm-hmm. for so many of us that have been desperately seeking purpose, identity, so many different things. Mm-hmm. And so just to, it all starts there, though. And I think mm-hmm. one of you said that in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, too, he's moving us from, well, not that he ever had us in this place, but moving people from this place of checking off the box. I did the right thing. I did the right Christian thing. I had my quiet time. You know, you can be reading your Bible every morning, but do you know him intimately? I think Mm -hmm. of that parable where that person comes to the end of his life and he comes up to the gates of heaven and he says, get away from me. I never knew you. So this is our opportunity to know him. And, you know, you're talking about the bride and I feel like God is moving us to this place. If we are going to be that strong remnant, that Mm -hmm. strong bride, we're going to know him. Mm -hmm. We're going to know the Lord. We're going to know the word of God. Mm -hmm. We're going to know what his presence is like. We're going to know the power of the Holy Spirit. And that comes from intimacy that, Mm -hmm. and it all starts with that adoption Mm-hmm. I cannot do anything mm-hmm. out of my own self. I do it all because my God, my father is the most high king who is the strongest, yeah. the most perfect, has all the power and authority. I just think of that verse in Zechariah or Zephaniah, not by power, not by might, but by his spirit. That is what God is doing in the church. And it, it all comes from intimacy in his spirit. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I mean... I'm just thinking about how bold it was, you know, at the time when Jesus referred to God as Abba, that offended mm-hmm. the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. It offended. And I yeah. think it can even offend our own hearts. It offend. Yeah. It's, I didn't even realize it, but offends me sometimes when I approach God boldly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how could I do that? He's God. Because mm-hmm. we get so we get so deep into our, our religion, which is good. We have to have a reverence. But when we step into a side of religion, um, and forget that he's a father mm-hmm. and Jesus called him father mm-hmm. or even, you know, the disciple John, he never, he doesn't boast about anything he did, but he boasts about the fact that he is God's loved one. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't. And, but you know, Christians, we, we boast about what we do for God, mm-hmm. but John was just like, he loves me. Mm-hmm. He loves me. What if that's our only boast mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he loves me. Mm-hmm. My dad loves me a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's a boldness that Jesus demonstrated for us. And so I just, I feel like he's encouraging the bride to lay lay down this world and approach him boldly as a father, approach him boldly as a bridegroom. Um, and it's not circumstantial. I just really feel that. It's, it's not, um, and we can be doing that. It's a practice of his presence in every moment, tithing our breath. Like every breath mm-hmm. speaks his name, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Every breath. Mm-hmm. And so that means every breath can be worship, whether we're, you know, going on a walk or mm-hmm. going to work or it's not just confined in our quiet time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just knowing him and being with him. Mm-hmm. I had um, a speaker at YWAM come and I'll never forget this story. And I'm just going to relay it. And so this speaker, his dad, he had a really great dad, um, and his dad would mow the lawn every Sunday in the summer, and he was four or five years old, and he just remembered that it was the coolest thing in the world, and he wanted to mow the lawn like his dad. 
And so what his dad did was buy him this little toy mower and it blew bubbles. <laughs> but he thought it was real. <laughs> and um so every Sunday his dad would mow the lawn and he would go behind his dad and mow and he thought he was mowing with his dad and he was like this is awesome. I'm with my dad. I'm mowing the lawn. I'm doing what he's doing. This is great. Um but after his dad died, he thought about that story and he started to cry because he realized that he wasn't doing anything. His dad was doing all the work, but his dad just wanted him to be where he was. Mm-hmm. He didn't want, his name was Derek. He didn't want Derek to be on the sidelines just watching him. Mm-hmm. He wanted him with him, doing with mm-hmm. where he was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Jesus wants us where he is. He desires us to be where he is. And so, yeah, that's my not very holy sounding encouragement is just mm-hmm. push your bubble blowing mower with god today <laughs> well, like, it shows that god yeah, does all the work he, go, he does all the work and we are just with him and he's yeah. delighting in yeah. the fact that we're with him like mm-hmm. i mean That's i just can't so imagine sweet. having my little toddler next to me you would just delight in how cute they are with this bubble blowing <laughs> <laughs> and you would just be like they're so cute i love them so much and that's how he is with us <laughs> we're laughing at mallory because of her facial expressions <laughs> Who has toddlers? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Cute. so, I mean, re- nothing we do is really that serious because he does it all, mm-hmm. you know, and we're just pushing our, our lawnmowers with him and he just wants to be with us. So don't confine him to just your mornings, but every breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, um, it made me think, we were talking before we started to of that incredible passage of scripture out of Ephesians mm. that we wanted to bring up. You were mentioning that. And it's so funny because it's been on um, several people's hearts, but it ties into what we're talking about today. Because I was telling you, my sister Rita and I have been talking about this verse, and I know you brought this verse up. And do you want to go into that? I have my Bible open if you want to read it from there. Yes. Sorry for all the muffled paper sounds. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, it's There's so much writing. It's so beautiful. <laughs> okay. It says here, may... Sorry. <laughs> okay, it says right here. Sorry. I know my Bible is all... <laughs> you should, probably you shouldn't mind. be reading from mine. Do you want mine? Sure. Okay. Can you read it? <laughs> I have a lot written in there. Okay, here we go. I'll start with it. Okay. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height, and depth of God's love. Which is so beautiful that that was Paul's prayer for the church. He Mm -hmm. just wanted us to comprehend the love of Mm -hmm. God. He just, Paul knew something that I think he yearned for other people to know which was the love of Christ Jesus mm-hmm. that was the initial that was his yearning mm-hmm. it was his yearning for Israel mm-hmm. to know the love of mm-hmm. God and it's his yearning for the Gentiles as well mm-hmm. and if I think about that I'm like he could yearn for us to you know serve the poor he could yearn mm-hmm. for us to do all of the Christian things but he wants us to know the love of God. Mm-hmm. And the love of God isn't something we can do. Mm-hmm. It's not something that it's the only thing we can do with the love of God is receive it. Mm-hmm. Because that's the core of our identity. And 
he's the giver and we're the receiver mm-hmm. and everything from there flows every when we realize who we are in him that he loves us one we can minister to him like mm-hmm. we were just talking about mm-hmm. we can give the love back and get to enjoy getting to know him in an intimate relationship with god but everything else flows from there like we are heirs we we don't even know who we are mm-hmm. If the bride knew who she was, if we each knew who we were in Christ Jesus, the authority we would walk in, the love we would walk in, the power we would walk in, people would be healed every day. People would hear the gospel every day. But it doesn't come from a, I need to do this, but it comes from a, I'm in love. A lover works harder, will always outwork outwork a worker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, I think he's just trying to make us love sick again. Mm-hmm. Like if we were just a love sick bride, that's what the Shulamite was in Song mm-hmm. of Songs. She was just mm-hmm. in love and she was going to follow him no matter what. Mm-hmm. And he was in love with her. And it all started with him professing his love to her. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm dark, but I'm lovely and I know who I am in you. Mm-hmm. She accepted what the what the bridegroom was saying about her. Mm-hmm. And that's what Paul, what Paul is saying here. It's just that we would know that love. Mm-hmm. And it passes knowledge. It passes we can't knowledge. Even it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's only by the Spirit that we can ta- but that's the key. come into grips with it. That's the key. That's the key is it's only by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. The Spirit sheds the love of God, the love of God abroad mm-hmm. in our hearts. But we have to receive the Spirit. And then when we receive the Spirit, we have to not quench them. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And then that will just, that river then, that dam is broken. Mm-hmm. When we stop clenching our fists against mm-hmm. and we and we quit boxing God in and it has to look a certain way, mm-hmm. when that is all broken, that oozes through. And to everything you just mentioned, to our preaching, to walking in power, to authority, mm-hmm. to love, to receive, everything, because it's out of that love. It just is our nature. We take on his nature, and it's our mm-hmm. nature to want to just go out and love on the world like he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Did you want to add anything, Mallory? No, I'm good. I think that was just amazing, um, just the love of God. It, I just think of David, too. He mm-hmm. was one of the most powerful kings, and you know the Psalms are just filled of his worship to the Lord. And he's just such a good example of that obviously Jesus first and foremost, but to see a, um, someone else do that too. And just to worship the Lord, it's just such a good reminder. I just hear that. Just keep the main thing, the main thing. And Jesus is the main thing. Our intimacy with him is the main thing. So yeah, I'm just so grateful for everything that you shared. Is there anything else that you'd like to bless us with today or anything else you guys have? Oh, I mean, I just love how you mentioned David. I was thinking about him the other day, actually, and just how, you know, the difference between him and Saul. Mm-hmm. And David was a king, but he was a lover of God first. Mm-hmm. He was, even when he was this little kid throwing a rock at a giant, he was un- mm-hmm. he was ridiculously bold. Mm-hmm. He was like, D- yeah. don't put that armor on me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going. Mm-hmm. I've trained for this, and I know God's going to protect me. Mm-hmm. And that was something I wanted to touch on today is the victory we do have in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, David was a man after God's own heart. And I think he was that before he was anything else. Mm -hmm. And that's what made him a good king. Mm -hmm. And so if we're 
a woman after God's own heart, that's what's going to make us a good mom or what's going to make us a good wife or what's going to make us a good sister or daughter. But it's first being a person after God's own heart. And we can only become that when we realize the love of God and we ask him to reveal it to us. And we can be bold in that. And I think there's a boldness and an identity of power, authority, love, and a sound mind that comes when we realize how loved we are. Mm-hmm. And people get offended at how fast David forgave himself or was was able to bounce back from <laughs> things that he did that were bad. Um, but maybe we should be offended. Maybe we should let that offend us because, man, he was bold because he knew the love of God. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just this one story. There was one night where we were doing a Bible burn, and it was the first time that I picked up flags. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's oh. a Bible burn before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> a Bible burn. Just to, just to clarify, a Bible burn <laughs> is something very good. It's when you do 24 hours just reading the Bible straight, or 24 hours just <laughs> okay, praying good. straight. It's, it's nothing. super holy. It's we're not burning super Bibles. holy. <laughs> we're not. Yes. Please hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yes. So we were praying for 24 hours straight. Oh, Jesus, Lord. Oh, you love me. He yeah, does. He, He's so fun. He loves He's me. So um, but we were, it was like four in the morning and we had to stay awake. And so we decided to go and dance. And it was the first time I picked up flags. And oh, oh my gosh, I was, there's something I about it. Whoever's listening to this, um, I picked up flags and it was just four of us girls in a huge auditorium and we were playing worship music and I must have danced like I was three years old before the Lord mm-hmm. for an hour straight, mm-hmm. tears streaming down mm-hmm. my face and I was just dancing and waving this flag and I had never felt this victory that I've ever felt wow. before. Mm-hmm. And it was in a time where I felt like I was really failing. It was a time where I felt like I was really... I had to make a lot of decisions. I was really stressed. I felt like I wasn't doing everything right, but I felt the love of God and I accepted that he loved me and I was just dancing before him Mm -hmm. like, Jesus, I'm not perfect. There's nothing about my life that's like so wonderful right now or so holy, Mm -hmm. Um, but you love me and I love you and it's Mm -hmm. just about this and I just danced before him and I'm convinced that he was dancing with me and the only word that I have to describe that night was victory. Mm-hmm. And so our victory is really in having the boldness to receive mm-hmm. his love. Mm-hmm. And that's when we can walk in the fullness of our authority mm-hmm. and the fullness of the identity that Christ died to give us as healers, as um we can cast out demons. We can have the authority to preach the gospel mm-hmm. and the authority to pray that people would get baptized in the spirit mm-hmm. that comes from just a lovesickness mm-hmm. and a boldness. Mm-hmm. And we truly are victorious. Mm-hmm. And my prayer is that the bride would just walk in a victory that she's mm-hmm. never walked in before mm-hmm. um, because of the boldness of being lovesick, mm-hmm. being yeah. lovesick and being loved. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's great. And I just love that too, because I think just to, I think everything that you've been saying, it, it just flips that spirit of religion on its head uh-huh. and goes, what? It needs to go on its head. And it needs to go on its <laughs> yeah. head. God, Jesus said that the Pharisees were whitewashed tombs. Their mouths were speaking praises, but their hearts were mm-hmm. so far away from the mm-hmm. Lord. And that is what God is doing. He's refining. He's having people go. The Pharisees were saying, what? This is so wrong, but it is just flipping all of that on its head. So I just think that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's been happening 
uh, it's it's happening quicker right now. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're seeing this move of the spirit right now that's really mm-hmm. fun. And um, I just wanted to touch upon worship flags for a minute because <laughs> they're... <laughs> God Are is they? doing something. He, with the I tell you, he yeah. is doing something with the worship flags. There's a lot of people and a lot of I, I've I know my sisters and others have been worshiping with flags for years. They've they've done a lot with Israel and all that. But um, and I know many women friends of mine who worship and do banners and flags and all that. Um, but there has been something lately with the worship flags that I wish every church did them because they're mm-hmm. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And what a worship flag is, for those of you that don't know, it's just these beautiful flags that are made that each one has a specific meaning. And so there can be a flag that, that you know, it just feels like it's the glory of God or it's it's because of the color. Um, it can be a flag that, you know, is it because of how it's made or construction, constructed, maybe the the crafter had Holy Spirit in mind, whatever. And so you have different flags based on what God's calling you into for worship. And it could be spiritual warfare. It can be glory. It can be being the bride. It can be all kinds of things. And you, you go and you, you wave these flags, mm-hmm. um, in these, in anointed music, um, mm-hmm. that, because I think there's a difference in worship music mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, and it's so powerful when you do it and beautiful it is it It does something to the atmospheres it Mm -hmm. really shifts things and so they've lately they've been like on the radar again for a lot of people who have never done them there's people who have been doing them for years but there's a lot of people where it's new Mm -hmm. and it's quite beautiful to see people really taking an interest in it Mm -hmm. oh yeah I, i i also think that there's power in doing something that you think looks different than you've ever done before Uh Mm -hmm. because for me I was dancing like a child before God and I was like I've never done this before well never done this in my adult life you Mm -hmm. know and um just picking up the flags or something empowering about leaving things behind and just saying God I don't care how I look I don't care what Mm -hmm. is going on I just want to dance before you Mm -hmm. you know I just want to be with you I just want to I just love you and just reveling in the victory of mm-hmm. the God of Israel, the God, the creator of the Lord, the Lord is. And yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything to say. Yeah. I just think of this phrase, you know, Jesus talks about the old wine skins and the new wine and he's pouring out this new wine and he will not put the new wine in the old wine skins. And, mm-hmm. and just this thought of he's doing something new, mm-hmm. throw away your schedule, throw away what your yeah. time with the Lord looks, do something that maybe is a little strange or, you know, I've never been a flag. It doesn't have to be a flag. Just get on your knees before him in worship. Um, you know, just, just try something new with the Lord. Let the Holy spirit lead you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you going to say something? I was just going to say a lot of those old formulas we've been using for churches yeah. and for this and for that, there's been, there's been a time and place for them, but it is, it is a season of new right now. I agree. Mm-hmm. And we have to get out of the way. And you were saying this earlier, and I ha- I've noticed this too. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. If we want to be in our control and in our structures, he might move once in a really great while if mm-hmm. he really needs to get your attention. But a lot of times, you know, he he that he allows what we mm-hmm. what we do and so mm-hmm. but it's funny because I've I've never been a flag person Carol and I were in a ministry together that they always did flags during worship one time during that time I felt the Lord pick up the flag <laughs> and, and I did it and I was like oh okay I just never I was never a flag person and then I was talking to Carol on the phone just a few days ago and 
you just, I just felt this heaviness and, and she said this verse to me, praise for a heaviness. And I thought, wow. And then you just started talking about the flags. And ever since you said that, I could not get the picture of me worshiping with my flags. And you guys, I have little kids. So what I've been doing lately is taking a flag and just doing one song of worship. And my husband is like, that changed my whole day. That changed the atmosphere. Tell him what you felt when you got your flag. Oh my Cause you walked in and you felt it right off the flag, right? Yeah. So you came into, we had a Bible study, um, last week and Carol felt as she was packing up to bring two flags and you felt the Lord say, bring both of these flags. So Mallory can choose one. Mm -hmm. And I got in there and I saw this flag, which it's a beautiful blue flag and it's, um, river of life mm -hmm. and Holy spirit. And I saw this flag and I just knew that this flag you chose stopped me. in your tracks <laughs> and you were like, oh, there's an anointing on that flag. And I was like, yeah. well, then it's yours, you know, but you yeah. felt it like immediate. Wow. And I just started worshiping and something broke off me and I've been using it in my home and things have been breaking off my house. Even my husband is like my atmosphere, the atmosphere is different. I felt, I knew that you worshiped that morning because my day was just turned around and um, I felt like there are just things that in my house, I just wanted to just fill with the Lord. And so that's one way. If you're like, I'm never a flag person, just ask the Lord. I was never a flag person, but <laughs> this is what the spirit will do to you. <laughs> oh you can goodness. grab a white pillow pillowcase and wave it above your head. Whatever yeah. you want yeah. to. Do whatever you want. It's you can true. grab your dishes. Just worship dish the Lord. Yes. As you're cleaning your kitchen because oh, he's with you. Yeah. Amen. I'm so glad you yeah. mentioned that, Mallory, because I, I also have mentioned this a lot, but um, I was reading a book by John G. Lake, and he said that we so often, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman, and he's in our, he's in us. He is physically in us. Mm -hmm. He is, his presence is within us, but we have the authority to invite him into greater spaces. Mm -hmm. We have the authority to invite him into our minds, into mm -hmm. our hearts, into the very room we're in, mm -hmm. into our breath, into our words, and so often, without even knowing it, the formality of man traps him even the formality mm -hmm. of our worship services mm -hmm. like it looks like this yeah. it looks like three songs and it looks like worshiping with your hands up um but yeah i think you're right mallory like it's a n season of new mm -hmm. and worshiping is gonna it, it's different mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and we i was just talking to mallory about this like we were at church the other day and I was worshiping as I normally do with my with my hands in front of me. It's so holy. Like, you know, my eyes tightly closed, like, Jesus. And I, but behind me, I could hear um, sweet, sweet, Mallory's sweet girls just like playing in the back. And Mallory's like, okay, guys, okay. And then she gets her moment and then she's playing. And I was like, all right, Lord, if I can't always like in every season of my life, can't be eyes clenched, closed and hands open and heart, you know, yearning for you. If that's not every moment of my life, then that's just a form of worship, but it's not mm -hmm. the essence of worship mm -hmm. because Paul makes it so clear that worship is not circumstantial. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to encourage whoever's listening to this, whether you're like in your kitchen or in your car, mm -hmm. like don't confine worship mm -hmm. to your quiet time. Don't confine, don't please like pray against the formality of man that, mm -hmm. that we've all impregnated into mm -hmm. our spirits or into our, into our days, but it can holy can look like making your children Changing lunch. the diaper and yeah. you can be praying. Yeah. Confirming words yeah. over your baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Holy can mm -hmm. be 
driving in your car to work holy can be waving your rag and as a as a banner as a flag in your I kitchen doing that. Today, ladies, i get to build my suka oh, i'm gonna build my suka in the oh, backyard yes, you're the i know you're um, awesome. so it's kind of fun yes but it can be anything exactly but it's just worship and it's not exactly. legalistic it's mm-hmm. just it's liberating and free. And yeah. that's oh, what sorry. I feel like the Lord is doing in his bride. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord is just doing that. He's releasing mm-hmm. the formality of man mm-hmm. and bringing us into the, oh my gosh, the reckless love of As God. As it should always have been. Yeah. And that's what mm-hmm. Jesus did when he called God Abba, mm-hmm. when he called him Abba. Mm-hmm. And we, I think that's just a new level of holiness. In a holiness that's not confined to certain times or certain heart postures, but it's a practice of his presence and just being in love and intimate with him in every moment of every day and by the work of the spirit and by his power. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. That's so good. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Sarah, you have just blessed us so much being on this podcast and if that doesn't set you free, I don't know what, because <laughs> that I was talking to her the other day and I just felt so free. It's the spirit of God. It's Jesus. It's, it, mm-hmm. it's him working through us. So, mm-hmm. um, you guys be so blessed out there and thanks for joining in. If you have any questions or comments or prayer requests, please reach out to us at prepare the way at jcmcolorado.com. So you guys, thank you so much. And I think Carol, you have an announcement too. Yeah, I just wanted to remind you guys, you know, we're just a small little ministry out of Colorado, but we love um, bringing you, you know, this content. And so if you would just consider supporting us, that would be great. Follow the link on the description of this podcast and you can on this episode and uh, click the link and you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. So we would just love your support. And Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. We have been so blessed. Oh, thank you guys. It was a blessing to be here. And yeah, I just, my prayer for everyone who listens to this and just for us here at this table is that God would just weaken our hold on this world. Like Mm -hmm. God don't strengthen us, but weaken us. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, weaken us into a lovesick bride. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just pray that there's power in this podcast for you and power in the spirit and that he just filled you in this time with his love. Yeah, amen. 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 All right. Thank you guys. Thanks. Thanks.